you by Relentless MMA and Fitness. It's that time. We have a set of core values that we instill. You can be special, but you're not special. And the only way to become special is through effort. Nobody said life was easy, so if you get knocked down, take the standing eight count, get back up, and fight again. If you're not hitting all your Fs, your faith, your family, your fitness, and your finance, your four Fs, if you're not successful in all four areas, you're not successful. Man Up Podcast. This is episode number something or 17, other. 17. Damn, we're on 17 already? 17. Holy biscuits, guys. That means 17 weeks of Man Up Podcasting. It's a lot of weeks. That means 17 times we've stepped up into this office slash studio on Saturdays and Sundays, and we have podcasted together. That's almost That's, 34 hours. That's almost a work week. That is, yeah, on some of them, yeah. I mean, no, the close. one we did before he went out of town, we shot two episodes at. It's true. That's true. Yeah. That was overtime. But we didn't record the following weekend, though. That's true, too. Oh. Uh, yeah. So, I feel like I'm loud today. I feel like I'm... I'm glad. I turned you up a little bit. Nice. And I turned me down a little bit. Nice. Trying to find... <laughs> trying to find... <laughs> the, the, what was that? Like that a, was my... Somebody, somebody just clubbed a seal or a penguin or something. It sounded like That's Jurassic right. Park. <laughs> Look at a dinosaur looking ass over there. Looking like a damn velociraptor. I thought I looked like a fucking bird, but <laughs> Veloc- I like raptor better. But birds come from dinosaurs, so, you know, they say. So, so I'm a... Bird raptor. You're, you're a raptor. Yeah. It's all fake. Everything's fake. Agreed. <laughs> Everything's made up. That's true, though. Did y'all know that there is no such thing as birds? Uh, they're drones. Yep. They're drones owned by the government. In the 1970s, the government mm-hmm. replaced all birds with drones that uh, keep surveillance on everyone. And now there are no such thing as birds, only drones. So if you see a bird, shoot it. Smile at it until it go fuck itself. Or, unless it's a bald eagle, because you're getting a lot of trouble for that. They're the more expensive drones. That's probably. The deal. probably. <laughs> it's the most expensive drone that you can buy is a bald eagle. We were talking before the podcast started about uh, the um, this clip that I was watching. And I don't know what the team was this happened to or what it happened on. But there was a guy, and he was running the football. And he broke the, he, he was running back, and he, he broke for a touchdown, right? And as he's running, he really wasn't showing out bad or anything, but he did kind of like, I think he was like high-stepping a little bit or whatever because he knew he had got the touchdown. He had broke all the tackles. He was like home free and then tripped over his own feet and fell and fumbled the ball on the way down. Dang. <laughs> and um, anyway, you know his coach was pissed. I, I'd see what probably pissed his coach off more than that, though, was the guy who recovered the fumble was running for a touchdown. He went back the other way and had to cut back, and he ran. The guy was so upset with himself. He was down on the ground holding his helmet. And like in the fetal position, basically, and could have made the tackle that eventually was a touchdown, but he didn't because he was too busy feeling sorry for himself. What an asshole! And I think that's a life lesson for real, though. Honestly, I, I didn't wasn't plan on saying that, but like for real, a lot of times we we spend so much time like it's a metaphor. Yeah, kind of uh, <laughs> inside joke, but um, we spend a lot of time. You know, when you mess up. And you spend so time, so much time feeling sorry for yourself, and holding your hand, holding your helmet, and looking at the ground That's in true. the fetal position. And then when your opportunity to redeem yourself comes around, you too busy holding your damn head in your lap, you know, yeah. upset yeah. over the mistakes you made before, you know. So, I mean, it wouldn't have made up for the fact what he did, but it, it at least would have gave him some sort of redemption. Redemption, yeah. exactly. So, anyway, yeah. 
I had something similar like that happen to me in high school. Um, <clears throat> up until my senior year, I play, I was like I was skinny, so I played like you're still skinny. Thank you. I played safety and quarterback most of the time. But my senior year, I kind of bulked up, so they put me at fullback. And it was like the first or second game of the season. I can't remember which playing down in Philadelphia. And it was hot, dude. It was so hot. And just you're sweating from the warm-ups. And I remember the first the first play they were going to give me the ball, and I broke away for like 20 yards. And dude hit me, and the ball slipped out of my hands. He run it back for like 70 Dang. yards. He didn't uh, score, but he run it all the way back. Man, Damn near terrible. to the other side. I tell you, I had something. You know how many happened. times I got the ball the rest of the game? Zero. None. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're the fullback, so. Yeah. You're a blocker. Yeah. <laughs> you're a lineman that can run a little bit. So, um, it's true. I was uh, – it was my senior year, and we were in the middle of one of the emotional football – most emotional football games I've ever been a part of. The two most emotional football games I've ever been a part of were the state championship game my sophomore year and the state championship game my senior year. And my senior year, we were losing by like 30 points at halftime. Damn. Right? We were losing badly. And we come back. It started to rain, and like we just – came back with a vengeance and for whatever reason the other team could not hold on to the ball with the rain right yeah it, it come around we're, we're on a comeback right we're we come around we end up winning by like 20 points um it was a crazy comeback but um after we got the lead it was my senior year i knew for a fact it was my last game i knew i wasn't gonna play in college um for a lot of different reasons but anyway we uh i had to fix my microphone there does that sound better yeah, I think so. I think you sound great. Anyway, so um, this guy fumbles the football on the, the other team, and we had been causing it was it was uh, third down. They were about to have to punt. He fumbles the ball, and I'm like, you know what, guys, I've been doing the right thing ever since I was in Pee Wee, and that's on jump the on the ball. I've been doing the right thing ever since then. I'm tired of doing the right thing. <laughs> I'm finna pick this ball up. Something my coaches had preached to me to never do. Never try to pick up a fumble. Always follow the fumble. It's a metaphor. Recover the fumble. I'm like, no, I'm done. I don't even regret this, actually, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I was like, uh, no, I'm done. I'm done. I, I've never, I've never, t- I've never ran the ball in a football game in my entire life, right? And I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take a shot. I'm gonna take a shot. And I picked the ball up, and I ran for all of about two steps, <laughs> and I got hit by like three people, and I then fumbled the ball. Mm. When I fumbled the ball, they recovered. Not a big deal, right? Well, it was a big deal because it was third down. He recovered my fumble. First down. First down. They got a reset on downs. But I didn't care because I got mm-hmm. the next, like, two tackles. that gave them another three and out, and we they had to punt. So it didn't matter. Yeah. But had they, like, scored off that, that would have been a bigger deal. But it was a, it was a, just a really – it was a really – uh it was a really emotional game, and I knew going into the game, I was like, all right, this is it. I'm never going to play another down of football for the rest of my life. This is it. I got to make the most of it right now. It was like fourth quarter. I think there was like a few minutes left. I was like, I'm going to make the most of it. This is it. So, I have a question. I don't even regret it, honestly. I have a serious question. Okay. I know you very well. Everybody in here knows you well. Everybody out there knows you are very vocal. Uh-huh. What was that halftime speech like? Oh man! That did half, you give it? I did. I did give that halftime. I knew speech. you did. I, I knew. Did. I was sitting here just thinking that the whole time. Yeah, it was really. I tell you another funny fact about that though. I gave a really lackluster speech before the game because we were late, and so I didn't have time to give a really good speech. So I was like, everybody was getting ready, and I was just kind of giving a speech as everybody was getting ready. And WCBI was there to cover the game. Okay, they didn't cover the halftime speech. My halftime speech was a hundred times better than my pregame speech, mm-hmm. but. 
Nobody got that one. They aired my pregame speech on WCBI that night. But they didn't air my halftime speech. My pregame speech sucked. But my halftime speech was pretty good, you know. Anyway. All right, guys, let's go out there and whoop some ass. <laughs> well, and it was a little bit better than that, but it was just like I was distracted because I was having to get my shoulder pads on and get my oh, jersey yeah. on. So I'm, like, giving a speech while I'm getting ready. And so it just didn't have the same, like, luster. Couldn't put it in there, huh? Yeah, couldn't couldn't do it. No, it was, it was good, man. I don't remember what the speech was. I don't remember what I said. But I know we were down, I think. It was by a lot. It was – Close to thirty points. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was a lot. And uh, damn, that's a lot. Yeah, it was. A, but you know, the thing was was and something I've never talked about. You know, I played eight man football, right? Which is a different game, especially yeah. on a fifty by hundred field. Okay, that's a total. That's a different game than eleven man football. Defensively, it's harder because now you have three fewer people on More each side to cover, and the, just the same amount of field. Right. That's why some eight man football teams will have an eighty by forty field. The 80 doesn't matter, but the 40 matters. Right. The width of the field matters. Yeah. So now everything's spread out more. So your faster teams do better in A-man football. The faster you are, the better you do. Because when you come around the corners and stuff, you've got a lot more field with a lot fewer people. Usually you have four linebackers and four linemen. All you have, you don't have any safeties, or you'll have three linebackers and one safety. But you don't have any safeties. You don't have any cornerbacks. So you got four linemen. you got two middle linebackers and two outside linebackers. Your two outside linebackers at, like, cornerbacks kind of. Yeah, and then your middle linebackers are middle linebackers, but they also, you know, so it's it's a it's a different game, right? And so, thirty point deficit in an eight man football game is not as hard to recover from as a thirty point deficit in an eleven man football game because we were running up like eighty points in a lot of games. What's that uh, offensive line like? How many players? The offensive line is the same. Same. Mm-hmm. You, so you have, yeah, you got your center. You got a guard, guard on each side, a tackle on each side of him, and you have a tight end on each side. What really changes is the wide receivers. Your tight ends start playing as wide receivers. So you get one wide receiver, or yeah, a lot of time you have one wide receiver, and, and so you have tailback. Let me think: center, two guards, two tackles. Um, center, two guards, two tackles, a quarterback, two tackles, quarterback, running back, and then receiver. two. Uh, yeah, you got, and then you have your tight ends, and your tight ends also play as receivers. Okay. So you, you know, and then you have your. Wait, am I saying that right? Maybe you, maybe you don't. Maybe you only have the – man, it's been so long since I played football. Maybe three, three O-linemen. You may, you may have three O-linemen and then your uh, – your tight, uh, tight ends. Yeah. And then That's still crazy. Yeah, it's, it's a different game. It, it changes the game. Because like, you could space the field a lot. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, but we struggled when we played on 40-by-80 fields because oh, yeah. we practiced on a 50-by-100. So we, the first game I ever lost there was to a team um, – they played on a 40 by 80 field. We played on a 50 by 100 field. Um, so in your scheme, you run out of room. Yeah. Okay. We had a, we had a speed-based scheme. They were bigger than us. Their center was like 6'8", 300-some pounds. And then Goodness all their linemen were big, and all, all their running backs were big, and they played like a really like smash-mouth form of football. They just ran it down our throat the whole game, like just straight at us. We played – our offense was a little more of a, a little more spread. We, we did more outside runs, options, that kind of stuff. And um, um, in our scheme, we ran out of room, you know. Right. And so we ended up losing that game. Um, then we turned around and we played them for the state championship. Because we that, ass. that was a, I ain't gonna say we whooped that ass. We won in overtime. Okay. Um, but it was a really emotional game because we had we had uh, our defensive coordinator's wife was in the hospital with uh, like leukemia, I believe. Oh wow! It was Leslie who cleans here. It's her mom. Um, and she passed after the season was over, but she was like unresponsive in the hospital. We didn't think the defensive coordinator was going to be there, but he came and coached. 
and um Dang. it was crazy man everybody we, we were all up on our feet everybody was chanting her name and we were like down going into halftime we was like 21 to 7 we were losing uh in the state championship and um we rallied and came back and tied it and uh it was still back and forth because i think we going into half it was like 35 to 35 at the end of the game so we went to overtime and uh we I'm, I'm i'm hoping i'm telling the story correctly because it's been i was 15 16 years old, 16 when this happened it was in 06 i just turned 16 and uh it was, you know just an emotional night and we get to the the first play of overtime they run a touchdown so um then we got the ball took us two plays to run it but they did not convert their two-point conversion and for whatever reason that year both neither one of our teams could kick up extra point hmm. we both of us all we did was two-point conversions that was yeah. it but getting ready for that team though what i was going to say was we um we put up cones on the side of our field and made our field 40 40 yards wide and practiced on that for the like the two or three weeks getting ready for the game because you know you have extra time getting ready for the state because you have a bye, you, you have your week and you have a bye week do you, you have to you go play. to them for state do what you had to go to them for state what do you mean to the their game? field? Yeah. No. Um, no. I, I take that. Back. No. We did. We didn't play on their field for state. We did that when we played them. Um, when we play, anytime we played on a on a field like that, that's what oh, we started okay, doing okay. though. After that game, because we didn't. We played. We played. You're right. We played that game in Tuscaloosa, which was a fifty by hundred field. Okay. Regulation field. That's where y'all had the advantage, kind of. Yeah. Right. And so when we when we when we uh, it came to the last game, play, we were going to kick an extra point. But we had a bad snap, and they yelled fire, which was the code for everybody to spread out. They're going to throw the ball. There was nobody to throw it to. Um, Adam Carter was who was throwing the ball. He was actually our wide receiver, but he also played quarterback. And he went one way, was nowhere to go. He ran back the other way. Like, people are all on. There's like nine dudes chasing him on an eight-man football game. <laughs> um, one of our dudes switched sides, I think. It looked like I don't know. It's what it looked like <laughs> anyway. And he ran it in for a two point conversion and won the game. Nice. It was pretty. It was pretty. Tough. Pretty cool game. Yeah. Pretty hero. Cool. Yeah. It was a uh, shout out hero. Uh, and then I remember because that was the last time that Mississippi State beat Alabama was the same day. Jesus, that's been a long time. Oh no, it was the next day because it was Friday night we played. It was it was oh six. So God. Mississippi State beat Alabama, and I will never forget that because we were supposed to be in the sports page. We were supposed to be the headline. And they, and they, they stole it from and they said unless Mississippi State Mississippi State beats Alabama, that's the only way y'all won't be the headline. And, and Mississippi State beat Alabama. Yep. Dang. And they haven't beat them since. since that's trash. They said not today, victory. Yep. Victory Christian Academy. You know they were thinking about us. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Show enough. Show enough. So yeah, that was uh that was my that was my story. That was my football story. It's a good metaphor. And that was not a metaphor, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just seen that on Facebook the other day. That metaphor thing. What'd you see? It reminded me of it. Something that you had posted that about me about the metaphor. Was it joke. a memory? Yeah. Uh, a okay. Memory. Yeah. Tyler had this thing for a long time where everything was a metaphor. I think it started because you said something was a metaphor one time, being funny, and I corrected you. I was like, "That's not a metaphor, Tyler." Or maybe you were being for I don't know, but I think it started with me correcting him, and then after I corrected him that one time, he was like. Everything is a metaphor. So we'd, we'd be talking about something. He'd be like, that's kind of like a metaphor. Nope, that is not a metaphor. Tyler, that's they not. Everything was a metaphor. Everything to Tyler was I'm a metaphor. start using that. Life is a metaphor, bro. It is. What's a metaphor for? It's a metaphor for life. Life is a metaphor for life. Yeah. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. I get dumber when I hang out with you. You get it. It's You're like my boy, though. Idiocracy, right? You're my boy, yeah. Yep. I feel like um, sometimes I have friends that make me feel smart. And let me be clear. I'm not smart. Um, but I have friends that make me feel like I'm smart because they say some of the dumbest shit. I'm actually not talking about Tyler here, but they'll say some of the dumbest shit. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yep. I'm a genius. Compared to this idiot, I'm a genius. I'm not because I'm not talking about Tyler. He's talking about me. Because Tyler sometimes says stupid shit, but most of the time he's just being funny. It's the people that aren't being funny that I'm just like, oh my God. Don't you hate it too? Oh my God. You hate it for him? It's like, wow, you're fucking retarded. Yeah. You're stupid. You can say retarded. Clearly, oh, being, I just yeah. did good. Man, PC. PC Tyler stopped himself saying the R word. AKA, you're a fucking retard. How'd, how'd you do that? I just my brain switched. It was like that's a metaphor. Taylor, I've been thinking yeah. about Taylor a lot. You know, not she's like don't say retard, or faggot, or anything like that. So I'm like, has she been listening? Uh-uh. No, she uh. knows better than to listen to this shit. Yeah, that comes out of my <laughs> mouth unfiltered, uncensored. I feel like it's a really terrible idea for her to listen. To be honest, with oh me. yeah, yeah. Her grandma listened. Really? You want to know a funny story? Okay. Actually, her grandma, we went and seen her grandma for some reason or another. And I get there, and she hands me this little white square. Yeah, I'm good. Yes. She hands me this little white square. And I was like, okay. And I look at it, and it's fucking little Debbie's head cut out. She was like, you know, since you want to fuck little Debbie so much. I was <laughs> like, I do want to fuck little no Debbie. Way. Those snack cakes are delicious. Her are grandmother so been listening to the fucking podcast. Oh, man. Did she give it five stars? I was like, yeah, I bet you think that her and Benny would make a good duo, too pervert she better give it who's five Benny? stars the Dotson. oh because you were talking about <laughs> fucking the dog at the time yep yeah and she was just like man that's tough wow that's tough I'm, i think some of our episodes are not that bad a lot of our episodes i would i wouldn't even mind anybody listening to them but there are some episodes that i'm just i get done and i listen to them the next day and i'm just like why do they let us keep putting this bullshit out here like who is in charge of of like censoring podcasts on Apple and Spotify and like somebody's got to shut us down soon, right? Surely they don't. Listen I hope to not. Surely somebody's going to if we keep it up. Like I may just call you and be like, take that fucking dumbass retard off. Maybe y'all can keep going. <laughs> then I have to change my name. And then you'll be uh, Jarek. 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 Jarek Tyler Reeves. Yeah. Surely we'll go by Jarek Reeves, and then they won't. Surely somebody will give us a slap on the wrist first and be like, hey boys. Dude, speaking of a slap on the wrist, I had a, I had a video taken off TikTok this week. Yeah, for some for what <laughs> for put violent, your dick on there? No violent content. Violent. Yeah, dude. Okay, check it out. All right. Okay, hold up. So I'm a little loud. Hold on. All right. So check it out. I think we're. I think if we're gonna do another shot, you're gonna have to probably go to the. Uh, Reach behind. Is it empty? Yeah, pretty much. There's not enough. There might be enough for one more. But that's probably a bad. Somebody's spot gonna have to go to the. Trip. So, anyway. I get on there and they're like, yeah, we're flagging your content for being too violent. And all it was, was I was teaching what's called a Tariqo Plata or a, a Kimura Plata. It's like a mixture between an Omoplata and a Kimura. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they, I just, I got on there and I, 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 I like challenged it, but I still haven't heard anything back. Did you lose a challenge? They haven't done that. They haven't. They haven't. Oh. They haven't reviewed it yet. I'll be honest. It sounds like a violent sex position, though. If it's Tariqo the, Plata, the mix of both of those. Yeah, it's not real. It's from like dorsal position where I'm, I'm hooking up the Kimura. You were there, mm -hmm. and then I throw my leg over to the back, 
and then I just rotate and finish the, the, the joint lock. If I can't put that on TikTok, I can't put any of my content on TikTok because literally all it is is clips from the podcast uh-huh. and jujitsu and MMA techniques. So how did that, how, did somebody have to report that? Or did I'm, I'm they guessing like a, some Karen reported it. Yeah, probably. I love Karen, man. I mean, did it look like a form of teabagging or something? No, <laughs> no. Anything weird? No, no. There was nothing weird Do about it. Do you have the video where I can see it? No. I mean, somewhere, but no, I don't have it here. Do you like have in it? The room. Um, it was not any worse than any of the rest of our content. The thing about it is they're saying I, they reported my video for violent content, and literally I have seen – I saw a dude get hit with a pipe on that on TikTok. Oh, there's so oh, much shit on yeah, there. Yeah, I watched a dude, like six dudes, jump a dude in a, in a, in a food court. In a yeah. yeah, like I saw – that doesn't get flagged, but like it was starting to like kind of go mini viral. It was like six thousand, five thousand views on the first day, something like that, which is pretty good, right? Um, and I don't know, some Karen got on there and was like, "Oh, this is too violent," and they reported it. I bet if you let me talk shit to you before the video, like in the video before, and then you put me in it and then show everybody, I bet no one will flag it. You think so? Yeah, they're like, I hate that guy. He I'm so glad it. he did that. One million views. I'm gonna, uh, or maybe, um, maybe if I make some sort of political statement. Oh yeah, like Jews are bad. Whoa, so whoa, <laughs> no. I don't know. I'm just. You guessing. can't say that. I'm not saying it. I'm suggesting maybe Jeez, you say it, Tyler. That's what you went to. No, I'm suggesting you say it. Oh my gosh! All right. Um. Yeah, man, I, 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 and I've had some, I've had some censoring on. Um, I mean, I got an ad account taken down on Facebook one time. I had to set up an entirely new ad account not that long ago because um, I asked a question in the beginning of my, uh, in the beginning of my ad. Oh no, no, no! It was, it wasn't that one. Have I, have I ever told y'all the ad that got my ad account taken down on Facebook? Have I ever told y'all this? Uh-uh. No. Um, it was called the Dunlap disease ad. <laughs> I did a I did an ad um, promote like saying that I was helping fight men's Dunlap disease, and you know Dunlap You're totally disease. Totally teabagging in this video. I've got a bunch of videos. I'm in that position though. It's, a, and it's not it's not flagged for being perverted, and sexual. It's flagged no. for being violent. That doesn't even look that anything. No, not at all. It had it's a violent. Had to get a Karen yeah. had to get on there. It's a violent teabag at worst. Yeah. That's insane. Violent teabagging is one of my specialties, though. That's fucking sick. <laughs> Go ahead with your Dunlap ad. Yeah, so it was just, all it was was an ad. And I'd already gotten in trouble because on Facebook, you can't, you might, you didn't used to be able to anyway. You couldn't start an ad with a question. Okay? So you couldn't be like, are you named Wesley and this tall? You know what I mean? You can't, you can't do that. You can't be like, are you overweight and tired of being a fat piece of shit? Or are you tired of being a skinny little bitch? Are you tired of your girlfriend cheating on you because you look like a woman? What about you're, ty- you're a fat little bitch or whatever? Instead of asking, you're telling them. You, 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 you can, some wording can make a big difference. Really? Yeah. Why can't you ask a question? Because it makes people feel like their privacy is being... Um, that is dumb uh, as fuck. Because people hear it and they're like, wait a minute. I am a fat piece of shit. He's talking about He's talking how directly does, to me. How does Facebook know I'm a fat piece of shit? Oh, yeah, because all that fucking spyware bullshit they be yeah. using. Yeah, but and the thing about it is. Your is, ad pops up on a fat guy. I'm, I'm not even doing that. <laughs> I'm just sending it to like a bunch of people. And like if you just happen to be fat, 
that's if on you dog fits wear it motherfucker yeah. like that's not on me like <laughs> overweight fat ass triple e shoe fits but wear that you cannot do that you cannot ask a question so they shut my shit down because i was like are you suffering from dunlap disease i was like do you know what dunlap disease dunlap disease when your belly done lapped over your dick or something like that on the ad oh wow um, that's probably why i got taken down lapped, i said when you when your belly done lapped over your belt was oh, what I, said. Oh, okay. I didn't say dick dunlap disease is I, think I mean, because you don't have to have a dick to have Dunlap. Yeah, know? right. It's when your belly done lapped <laughs> over your belt. Or your you know? fat ass cat. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. It's, <laughs> it done lapped over it, though. It done lapped over. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, they shut my shit down, dude. They yeah. shut my shit all the way down. That's fucked up. I think you should redo it and just say, you're suffering from Dunlap, you fat piece of shit. I'm not going to risk it because you know how much of a damn pain in the ass it is to... um set up a new ad account oh your ad account got fucked they shut my whole ad account down oh wow i, I thought you just meant the ad itself. no no they didn't just take that video down they took down my entire account screw them yeah but i mean i mean maybe token, but i gotta have it so some bullshit i mean i feel you no i'm saying it's some bullshit that you would have to start over yeah i wouldn't be no absolutely not i wouldn't be willing to start over you don't have another choice it's I mean, i'm just you don't saying, get to run I'm ads saying on Facebook again you know what I mean? That's why like, I don't want to. That's like, why I'm not going to risk ads it. Ads stay on there, right? All of them. Yeah. So do you lose all of your content? Not right? just, not just. It's not just the content. The content's not that big of a deal. Well, the ads, the, you lose all. It's the, ads. it's the. All right. So here's the reason it's a big deal. I track everyone on that ad account. So if you switch, if you go to my my from my Facebook page or my, if you go to from my ad to my website, I have what's called a pixel that tracks that, right? Yeah. So then I create audiences with that ad account so people that have watched my videos before i'll like take a bunch of videos that did really well and then i'll like if you watched at least so many seconds of that video i'll create an audience and then run ads to that audience or if i like if you clicked on my ad or you watched my ad before then i'll take an ad and i'll run it to those people right because those people are like i'll tell you how many, how many seconds somebody watched one of your ads yeah i can I, I can't see who they are but i can run an ad to those people yeah oh, i'm shit. on there bro i can take a i can like i can like say okay if you watch 10 seconds of my ad i'm gonna take that audience those people that watch 10 seconds of my ad or everyone who clicked on my ad but didn't opt in or whatever and then i'm gonna run ads to those people and then those people are obviously interested so i'm so it keeps my ad cost lower in a smaller market it's not as big of a deal i don't even do it that much anymore but that's what losing your ad account does and then you have to go in and set up a whole new account and it's just a huge pain in the butt so then you got to recreate your whole audience that's yeah everything cool. you got to start all the way yeah that sucks I, i'm yeah. saying i would not risk right it that's why i don't i haven't done another that's why i haven't done another um dunlap disease ad with a new with a new wording it's not worth it can i unwrap there's, this there's still some yes of you know, not only are you the star of the show, but you're also the bartender, and that makes you the star of the show. Double star, double star status, dog. I'm. I'll get there one day. You better know, sure. You will. If I have my own show, you know, like Oprah or Geraldo. Who's Geraldo? <laughs> I think he's a guy. <laughs> Geraldo Rivera. Yeah. That, yeah. That? See, my Texican friend over there, he knows about him. Geraldo. Oh, you know, oh, I fucked it up. It's not Geraldo. It's Geraldo. That's, <laughs> that's right. Not, that's it's Geraldo. So you know the, the, the and his the, last name's Rivera, not Hevera. The, the yeah. oh, <laughs> that's what I said. he's the guy. You know, with the mustache and the glasses. He's been like doing the journalism fucking, for like. Are you I'm gonna spank somebody. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that he's a fucking. He's been a, a like, Latino Latin descent. I'm pretty or sure Mexican. What, what, who, <laughs> or who is he? Alien. I don't he's know. a journalist, like 
like a but he has a show right he used to, yeah he used to well he's on i think he's on fox now is that the guy that eminem pistol whipped i don't know what i don't he, think so well hell i don't know he may he could have or punched him or something he may have i don't know but he he's like been doing journalism he used to go like in war zones and like would report from like you know combat situation i know he has in the past i don't know if he used to do it all the time oh that had to be scary as fuck too. Fuck yeah! Yeah, everybody has a gun but you, and you're just like clicking away. <laughs> he's not even clicking. <laughs> he's like, he's yeah. not even, he doesn't even clicking. Somebody's clicking on him. He's got the the damn microphone. Oh, that's it. Oh damn. Oh, so all he's doing is talking. That's it. Holy that's shit! There's bullets everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> a massive explosion just went off to the southwest. Seven people just died, but here I am. I'm good. You rolling or you rolling? Sometimes them journalists, dude, they get down. What like, if the fucking cameraman dies? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Do you just stand over the dead cameraman in the fucking camera like, okay, cameraman's like down. Sometimes they don't think it'd be like it is, but it do. He's dead. I'm good. Let's keep rolling. I'm pretty sure hey, it's happened in the past. you with the machine gun. Come grab this fucking camera and let's go. Yep. Get down. Pull the trigger. That's insane. Yeah, that is a scary crazy. fucking job. That would be real. scary. What about your boss? So your boss is like, hey, you, uh, I'm sending you to like, you know, the Middle East or Eastern Europe. And I'm going to give you a bit of advice from a man who has yeah. a boss. You can fucking quit. <laughs> That's true. You can yeah, quit. Yeah. If, it's you, if you own the company and you signed up for it, maybe not. But motherfucker, I'm not going but, nowhere. Hey, you may tell you something about owning the company. You can just not do that shit. Exactly. Well, okay, that's better. But I'm just saying, if you sign yeah. a contract for it, I mean, you might breach contract, whatever. But yeah. if motherfucker I work for was to tell me you're going to Iraq to to film a fucking war zone situation, I would just say, fuck you, buddy. I'm going home. I would also say that. Not only am I going home, but I'm not going to watch this episode whenever you put it out. <laughs> I'm going to tell everyone not want, to watch you it. You don't want to support him. I'm like, no, I don't. That's crazy. Like, make I mean, one of somebody's got to do it. Make one of those guys do it. They don't have to do it, but I'm just saying, you yeah. could have made one of the Iraqis do it. The, the, <laughs> fluent, the fluent English. Y'all are Iraqis. there anyway. Yeah, you're already yeah, there. I there. mean, who cares if you die? Fucking just talk for me. I'll give you a I mean, somebody, somebody cares if they die. <laughs> Not us. <laughs> Damn, Tyler. I'm just. Spitting facts, brother. Boom. So how about old squealing uh, or crying? Wes Wes sent this to me. How about old buddy? Uh, is it Rafael Alves who missed weight by eleven point oh. five pounds what? this weekend? Wow. Where um, at? Uff. Yeah. Uf. Really? Yeah. UFC. No fucking way. Yeah, it's a UFC fight. He's fighting it. Supposed to be fighting at featherweight, which was what one forty five. So I think his limit was one forty six and a half. Yeah, he came in at like twelve pounds over. It's, what was it's, that purse? It's the record. Yeah. I don't know, but so not only he come in overweight for featherweight, but he came in overweight for the, the he next also division. Missed, up. He also missed lightweight. Too. Yeah, yeah, he missed weight for the weight division above his weight. If division. you're that fucking overweight, why not just call in, dude? I got the fucking COVID, bro. Sorry, 157. That's a lot. Like point six or something like that. But yeah. I mean, what what does that do to your career wise? What does that do to you? You he'll know get what I'm cut. saying? Like, yeah, you're yeah. no longer yeah. good to me. He'll get cut. Yeah. That much overweight, dude. Yeah, he'll get cut. I I can't I don't see a I don't see a world where this dude doesn't get cut. So like that'd be like my fat ass showing up to fight heavyweight, and showing up super heavyweight. You know what I mean? Something weird. I mean, yeah, twelve I mean, pounds. Do I you mean, think God. he just had a hard cut, or do you think he didn't give a fuck? Maybe? No, I don't know. there's no way he just didn't care at all. I think the video. Did you see the video I sent you? He was no. he was visibly crying before he stepped on the scale. He like, knew. Yeah, yeah, he knew. I yeah. mean, so, see, so was there like issues there trying to lose see, weight? Had, had to be. 
Yeah. I don't know. I didn't read the article. I just saw that. And I wonder so how a heavy people, he walked. A lot of people don't understand, too, like – Right, that's a, that's yeah. a good one. A lot of people don't understand too. Like a lot of times when these fighters are missing weight, sometimes it's because they don't give a shit. I've seen that happen multiple times. I've had people like I was there one time in Jackson. I had a guy fighting, um, or no, I was fighting, but there was a guy there fighting, and he missed weight by like fifteen pounds or something ridiculous. Yeah. And they were like, you know, they looked at his opponent. They were like, "You want to make him cut the weight?" And the guy that missed weight was like, "Oh, I'm not cutting the weight. I'm not cutting any weight." He had not cut any weight at all for the fight. He was like, I'm not oh, going to cut wow. weight. He was like, you can either fight me at this weight that I'm at now, because it was an amateur fight, so everybody's hands are tied. Right. You can't find him. You can't. Yeah. So he was like, you can either fight me at this weight, or we're not going to fight. fight. I really don't give a shit. opponent on the fly? Maybe. Yeah, the day of. Yeah, maybe, the day I'm before. Maybe. Yeah, no way. Damn. And so the guy was like, he was like, it's up to you. He goes, I'm not going to go sit in the sauna. I'm not going to cut any weight at all. Not cutting anything. And uh, Yeah, he fought him. And then arm barred him in like one minute. I mean, there you go. The guy we that win. missed weight didn't didn't. So he's out of shape lost. anyway. Yeah, that's why he missed weight. Fuck now I will say I have had one fighter in my coaching career miss weight, and it was my decision for her to miss weight. It was Hannah, but in her uh, last fight, luckily her opponent also missed weight, but uh, so it didn't count against her. But um, we were fighting it. Um, we're fighting one twenty five or one fifteen. I think it was twenty five. Yeah, we had even moved up a weight class. Yeah. No, was it not? Couldn't be. No, it was a catch. It was a catch at 120, yeah. and she couldn't get below 122. And she usually fights at 115, but yeah. I made the decision because I was like, man, it's a pro fight, and that sucks. But we had done multiple rounds in the sauna, hot baths, whatever, and then we she was on weight, and then uh, our close, and she took an ice bath. And I don't know if somehow taking that ice bath, I don't know if she gained weight in the ice bath um, to help cool her back off. But what uh, – I made the decision because, I mean, we had cut all this weight. She was dying, and then we continued to cut weight, and she just was not – like, we did multiple trips, and she didn't lose an ounce. Really? Like, not even a tenth of a pound. So it would have been dangerous to keep going. Right. Well, at that point, it's like, okay, well, what are we really gaining? She's not cutting – the her body has stopped cutting the weight. Right. And I did every trick that I knew. I did all the little – because there's a lot of little tricks you can do to help get people to cut weight. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm calling it. I was like, you know, I think that – to continue at this point would be dangerous, and I think that you lose missing weight by two pounds is just not the end of the world. And she missed my weight by two pounds, dude. It's tough, you know. You know the two fights I fought under you. I only I was close to weight both times. I only had to do one cycle in there, but both times we had somebody else from our gym fighting. Yeah, and I remember seeing Sean. I think he had to do like three or four cycles at one time, and I was sitting there and thinking, only, and I was he like, he didn't even cut that much weight. Three or four cycles is not that much, right? But I only had to do one, and I was like, yeah. oh, fuck this. Yeah. You should get some two pound anti gravity boots for that next time yeah <laughs> it's tough though to cut weight Hold and on. i haven't had to do it much. what the fuck are you talking about yeah the weight will disappear <laughs> anti-gravity boots bro she'll float <laughs> up two pounds on weight keep you on weight Boom. all the time we'll get there one day we won't i'm sorry go ahead <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. So back to what I was saying before Tyler just decided to interrupt with the most retarded shit I've ever heard in my life. Um, Stupid. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, so, yeah, it is It is tough. I mean, and you get in these like, you get in these like real big boy cuts because, I mean, I've had fighters after three or four cycles be like crying and trying to fight me to get out of the sauna and I won't let them. You know, what is a cycle? 
20, mi- 20 to 30 minutes. Okay. It's, so not, you, it's not fun. You'll do between 20, oh. 20 to 30 minutes in the sauna. And I then want to do five fucking minutes in the sauna. When you've already been spitting in a bottle and not drinking fluid for like the yeah, right. whole, this sucks. You're yeah. already dehydrated. You're trying to retain zero water. Mm-hmm. You're already fuck, dehydrated. Fuck you're, you're already running on no fuel, no <laughs> but food. It, but everybody else is around you that's helping you just like chugging and, Gatorades and it was like, no, oh, I'm thirsty. But I, I don't do that <laughs> in front of them. I no, try, I know yeah. that, but you know. I mean, yeah. Yeah, one time I lied and was like, I gotta run to the gym real quick, and I like went to like Taco Bell. <laughs> I was like, you know, because I'm not saying I won't eat, I just don't do it in front of you. You know, like well, that's I'm, fair. Yeah, I mean, you're not on right cut. But yeah, I've had some, I've had some rough, I've had some rough experiences in the sauna. Oh, and I've seen you. You look dead several yeah. times. Yeah, I've had some really, really rough experiences, and I, I'm just, oh, yeah. I'll be honest with you, man. That's like one of the big things that like made me not enjoy fighting as much was. Not was those weight cuts like that one seventy cut on your frame? Oh yeah, that was that was that was, that was gross. Yeah, it was I, gross. I just didn't even look. I didn't even look good. No, you look like, awful. I looked like I'd been through the Holocaust. Yeah. It was so bad. do you do you like the um, day before weigh-ins, or you think they should go to the same day? No, I don't think they should go to the same day because I think that might be more dangerous. Because I think fighters are still going to try to cut weight. You don't you think so? You don't think it would force them to fight more if they walk around weight? Yeah, but I think they're still going to cut weight, and then then they're just going to be fighting depleted. Maybe they're not cutting as much weight, but they're still yeah. going to cut some, and I think they're yeah. going to end up fighting depleted. Um, I think day before weigh-ins are good. I think that, you know, what the answer is to this is I, I really don't know. I, I mean, I think that weight cutting is not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, More divisions would probably I think I, I think I think moving divisions to every 10 pounds would help. Yeah. I think getting rid of the 170 division and splitting it into two into a – 175 and 165 division would help i think getting rid of um you know if we did like a 155 165 175 185 195 205 you know and maybe even split the heavyweight division at like 225 that's what i was gonna ask if you think it should be yeah do do a split division at heavyweight at 225 and then like you know 265 or whatever the problem with that is you'd have to pay so many more fighters no you wouldn't why there wouldn't be more fighters you don't think why would there be more fighters people that want to be fighters are going to be fighters i'm just saying there's a lot of fighters in the world there'd be more belts there'd be more champions yeah but your divisions would have to grow Mm. you wouldn't want four fighters necessarily because you're not going to put on more shows and you're not going to have more fights on the show so it's the same amount of fighters you just have more champions you think Mm -hmm. i don't know for sure i mean who who is who really really wants to be a fighter right now, but isn't a fighter because of the weight class, the no, lack of weight class? That's classes. not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying like you would be more inclined to sign more people at a certain weight class, right? You would have Maybe. more seventy five fighters. Yeah, yeah, but seventy five would steal people from eighty five and fifty five though. Yeah, but you still need fifty five. Right, and you and still 85. have 55. You just have fewer. You would have fewer people at each weight class because you, you you still have the same amount of fights on a card. All I'm saying, what does that do to the competition? You would have. You know what I'm saying? Do you I, see what I'm saying? I think it no? would make things more interesting to be able to fight the same guy more times. You wouldn't fight the same guy more times. There's fewer fighters. You would, right? I mean, there really wouldn't be. I mean, as far as how much it's going to cost the UFC is not, or the the promotion is not going to change. Other than the fact you're going to – the only thing that's going to increase cost is the fact that there's more champions. So you're, there's more people making champion salary. Right, yeah. And you'll still have people or, fight across weight classes. Like, right, exactly. I mean, like boxers. Look at boxing. You have guys that will fight three different weight classes all the time. I don't you know, know anything about it. Yep, Conor McGregor's done it. Kenny Florian did it. And that's an MMA. Right, yeah. 
But the reason that Conor McGregor was able to do it because it was 45 and 55, you know what I mean? And then one at 72, but there was a 65 there. That might have been a more, I don't know. But that's hard to do at your higher weight classes where you have a 15-pound jump from 55 to 70, a 15-pound jump from 70 to 85, a 20-pound jump from 85 to 205, and then a 65-pound jump at heavyweight from 205 to 265. Like, like I just think that every 10 pounds is just a better – it's just a better model. You would have more champions, but yeah. I think that makes it more interesting because you have a lot of people that could be champions and could be superstars, but there's not like a really a weight class for them. Like me back in the day where I was really too small to fight at 205, but I was really too big to fight at 85. I was definitely too big to fight at 70. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, sure. but 180 would have been money. And then 190 would have been better than that, or 195 would have been better than that, you know? So yeah. I got, I had an option at 75 and then 85 and then 95. Now I have I have options because really for me at one seventy. Now that makes more sense though. Yeah, the death me, for me was that last five pounds. When I think about interweight interweight divisions, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. when I'm sitting here just thinking like, okay, you're set to one weight. You walk around at ninety five, so you're gonna fight at ninety five. But anyway, yeah, okay, yeah. I can see that now. Yeah, you, you would. I mean, I don't know. That's that's. I don't think that there's any system that's perfect. You know, like I don't think there's any system that that is flawless i just think that you know i think that you have to go with the best option and i don't think that the weight classes we have now are the best option um and as terms of like what we need to do about weight cutting personally i didn't perform well when i cut a lot of weight i perform better when i do not cut weight and so i think at the top of the sport it may be different but I think that a lot of these guys that are killing themselves on this weight cut. They would just fight better if they just move up or don't be so lazy in the off season and let yourself get so fat where you're having to make up. Cause a lot of amateurs and like lower level pros, they'll get out of shape and they try to make it up at the water cut at the last minute. Yeah. And it's like, no, you can't do that. Like you need to get your body fat percentage down to where it needs to be. Yeah. That, that's tough. Be like Masvidal. And then a little bit of water cut, you know, to me, anything over 10 pounds is dangerous. Anything over a 10-pound cut for anybody. I mean, some heavyweights can do more than that. But I, and I talk, I'm talking water cut day of. Day away in. You know, you start talking about a week out. That's uh, Mo trying to – not Mo. <laughs> Tyler trying to set it up for Mo so he can get that 1,800 in the shot. Um, always keep it in the shot, bro. See, I, I, I feel like I'm not going to always keep it in the shot until they start paying me to always keep it in the shot. Yeah, but the more you keep it in the shot, the better chance you have, maybe. Back to your weight-cutting scenarios, though. Like Masvidal, right? Didn't he take the Usman fight? On a three day, six, six days, six day? something like that. Five not days. a lot. Yeah, not a lot week of. But he yeah. stays ready, right? Right. So he's always game bred, ready yeah. to go. He probably was not ready for a five five minute round. No, out. no, no, no. I'm just. But saying. he was he was in shape. He was he was uh he was on fight weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was in shape. He he was training. You know, a lot of fighters. One of the big mistakes fighters make is they are really bad about not training unless they're on the book. So. And I won't actually train fighters this way. If I, if you're, that's why I don't have a lot of fighters. Because I'm one of these people. If you're not currently training, I will not put you on a fight. Okay, but fighters like to chill, and then you get them a fight, and then they start training, right? Right. And then they get because fight camp's so hard, they get done training. They want to go eat and do what they want to do, and they don't train. And when you train like that, you don't get better. 
you don't actually improve because fight camps are not for improving. That's something that fighters don't understand. Fight camps are not for improving. Fight camps are for getting in shape and getting on weight. That's it. They're for getting you ready, your cardiovascular system and your respiratory system ready to fight and getting your weight where it needs to be. That's what fight camp is for. That's it. You don't improve in fight camp. You don't you don't introduce a lot of new material in the fight camp. You're not teaching a lot of new techniques. You're focusing on what you're already good at, what I call your A game. The like right? game planning and shit? There is some game plan involved, but that's more on the coaches. Fight, okay. Fighters don't really do a lot of that. Shouldn't. Fighters shouldn't do a lot of that. I don't even like for fighters to even watch film. Yep. I don't even like for fighters to watch film on their opponent, ever. Personally. Um, depending. Depending on the fighter and who they're fighting. But usually, I just said ever, and then was like, you know. Um, you know, fight camps have kind of kind of changed a little bit over the past couple of years. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think Max Holloway like uses – I think this last fight camp, I don't think he sparred one time. Yeah. I think it was more he – because he's already got the skills. He's right. just cardio well, that, and honing stuff. That's a, that's a different thing. I think sparring is important for most people. Right. Um, not, not sparring at all, but, you know, not sparring too much. Right. Like, you know, fight camps in the past. Especially when you start thinking – well, when you start thinking 20 – a guy with 20 professional fights – yeah. Or however many fights he has, 30 professional fights, whatever, that many professional fights. He already it's muscle memory for him. Yeah. Okay. When you start talking about an amateur or a guy going pro, a guy with only five pro fights or whatever, that guy needs to be sparring. Right. Yeah. But when you're Max Holloway and you've been fighting at the top of the game for this long, you fight regularly. Like you've, you've got all these gym wars. I think that it just, it's hard to. You don't need it as much. It's a different. It's a different. That's a whole nother argument. You know what I mean? It's a whole nother argument. I don't. I'm not anti sparring, but I do know that when you spar a lot, it's really hard on you. Most fighters would have like trauma and like mental issues. That trauma is not from fighting. A lot of that trauma is from sparring. Mm-hmm. Some of it is from fighting. Don't get me wrong, but especially in MMA, now in boxing. You have more trauma from the fight because they fight more. You know, it's not—it's nothing for a boxer to have a hundred fights. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, there's, it's nothing for a boxer to have a hundred amateur fights before they go pro, and then go pro, and have fifty. You know, so. Well, there's repeated, 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 repeated blows to the fucking head and right. shit, right? But they're also sparring three days a week and sparring yeah. hard. A lot of boxers spar hard too. I mean, MMA, you got the jujitsu side, you got right. the grappling side, you got the. the but you're same still in these gym wars, and a lot of time you're sparring at least two to three days a right. week, and you're taking these blows, and and I'll be honest with you, man. Um, I'm I'm feeling some repercussions. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to have some, and it's it's making me second. You know, I was talking about coming back and fighting again, and and now that I'm starting to see, like, oh man, my my brain is not what it used to be. I, like I'm not as quick. I'm not as. Uh, you're getting old as shit. Bro. I can't remember things. Like I like I can't remember. Like I will open a door and not remember if I was going in or out. Or you know, like I'll like it's it's kind of like I'm not scared, but it kind of has me second guessing. Like oh man, do I really want to put my body and my brain through more of that? Because I mean, really serious. That's probably more age than anything. Too. At 30 years old, bro. I don't remember shit. And I'm only 33. Maybe. I've Maybe. never had a fight. Maybe been in a fight, but goddamn it, I've never been. I can't remember shit. Maybe it is. I swear I think that's what it is. I mean, I'm not telling you you're wrong, but yeah. I'm telling you I'm fucked it's up. It's definitely dude. not so bad that, because I've already i always had an issue with it. 
I've always had an issue with like remembering things and remembering appointments and especially like for more than a day. Like if I set an appointment for a week from now, you can I can guarantee you I'm not going to show up for that. Think about the shit you have going on in your brain besides that. That's day. true. I'm I'm definitely under a lot of stress and stuff, but I do think that there is something to be said for getting hit in the head. Like you I know? said, I'm not disputing. But I don't necessarily think that I don't think that I, I have like a traumatic brain injury. I don't think that I'm like in any real danger yet, but then I see fighters that do have those issues and I'm just like, man, I do not want to be like that. Yeah, you don't want to fucking talk like Nate Diaz or something. <laughs> yeah, where you slurring your words. Well, I mean, you remember Muhammad Ali, like man in his older age he just shook on We had Parkinson's. Is he dead? Well that yeah they, didn't they say that was they some, be- some they, be- they believed that it contributed. There was no like it did. I think that it did. But they they don't have any actual proof. Oh, okay. I don't think that Parkinson's and the brain injury he had were like directly linked, but I think yeah. that they're they're pretty sure that it was. But I don't I don't know how. Um, you know, my grandfather had Parkinson's. A lot of people. I mean, Michael yeah. J. Fox got Parkinson's. Yeah. You know, like there's a lot of people that have Parkinson's disease. And to your question, Tyler, yes, Muhammad Ali is dead. I'm just looking up when. I can't believe I didn't know that. You did know. You just said, "Isn't he dead?" I said, "Is he dead?" Yeah, he is dead. Sixteen. I no, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was recent. Twenty sixteen. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that's fucking. Yep. Five years ago, almost. Yep. yep. I didn't know that. Yep. It's pretty recent. I mean, it was pretty big news in in this community. So, like, obviously, I remember it. You'd think I watch Sports Center every fucking day at work, though. So, how like, did you miss you it? Would then? Think <laughs> that I would see it? I don't know. Yeah. Where was I five years ago? Is the question, I guess. Where are you? I don't, I don't know. Let's not get into that. There's no telling. <laughs> Probably in a gutter somewhere, sucking dick for <laughs> cheeseburgers. I don't know. That didn't happen. I'm just saying. <laughs> Venice, hey, dog. Hit I your boy up. I'll get you man. a cheeseburger without you having to suck my dick, dog, if you that bad off. <laughs> oh, man. I wish I knew that. <laughs> Five years ago. Dang it. When Muhammad Ali died. Dang it. Yeah, no. it's uh, There's a lot of fighters, man, that just have a lot of issues. And, you know, I'm like for me, fighting is just because I enjoy fighting. You know what I mean? Like I'm not trying to make it to the UFC. The, the amount of sacrifice these guys have to make. I make more money than a lot of these guys in the lower level of the UFC do right now, doing what I do now. You know? You're um, a heathen. There's just no, uh, <laughs> there's just no, there's not a lot of upside for me trying to get to that next level unless I were going to be like the next Conor McGregor. And I'm not. I'm clearly at 30 years old not going to be. So, uh, yeah, um, you missed your train on that, buddy. I mean, I, I don't, I never had that. I never, I mean, I just didn't have that. I wasn't that gifted, you know? For me to for me to go to the next level, I would have had to move to Coconut Creek, Florida, or Jackson Wink and, and Albuquerque or, or wherever and just completely devote myself to fighting. And then if I worked really, really hard and trained with the best in the world all the time, there's a shot that I might have got like an undercard. Yeah, I, I could be a under an undercard UFC fighter. And the thing about it is, and that's not me dissing myself because that's saying a lot to get to that level. Like to be able to do that. But it, it was never that important to me. All right. And if you're going to make it even to that level, that undercard UFC level, because those guys are the best in the world. Yeah. To make it to the undercard in the UFC, that's the best in the world. And, I mean, you have to be really, really good. Um, and I believe yeah. that if I had, like, sacrificed everything, I might have got, gotten a fight on Bellator, UFC some or something. But I don't. I would never have. I was never going to be a world champion. Didn't you get an offer for Bellator? Nope. No? Hmm. I thought that for a long time that you were in contact with Bellator. Was mm-hmm. that for somebody else? Um, Am I crazy? It was a different promotion. I know I didn't dream this. There was another promotion that okay. we were trying. That I was trying to. It was a. It was a Strike Force 
card. No. Were they, were they in with Bellator at one point? Not that I'm aware. Then that's not what I'm talking about. I could have swore. Didn't you have a manager at one point? Some kind of bullshit back in the day? Yeah. I mean, he he was connected with UFC, but I was never connected with UFC or Bellator. I Man, I swear to God, I, I, I vividly remember you telling me that you had possibly a shot at Bellator. It's a metaphor. It is probably metaphor. a metaphor. Yeah, I don't I don't know the conversation you're talking about. Man, I wish we could go back in time and just listen to that conversation <laughs> again just so I could remember exactly what you said. But yeah. I, I thought you said possibly Bellator. Yeah, I mean. And that was back in the startup almost. So, I mean, it wasn't like it would have been unheard well, of, right? Well, yeah, getting a, getting a fight on a Bellator card isn't really that big of a deal. It is. Maybe they were in Memphis? Yeah, there there is like so if when you fight, yeah, I may have somebody may have called, texted me, or called me or something a long time ago when they came to Memphis, like the first time or something. Um, because they what what Bellator will do is they'll have like their guys, and they're like the main card that's on pay per view, but then they'll have like the undercard, and on their undercard instead of having like Bellator guys, they'll bring in locals. Do they even have amateur to sell the no, no no to sell the arena out? Maybe that's the deal. Maybe you just didn't want to go pro at the time, something. I don't know. I don't remember. But it, I don't know. There was a lot of like little back when I was being managed, I got some opportunities to do some things, but usually it was like, we'll give you $4,000 if you can be here tonight to fight this 12 and one guy from Las Vegas. And I'm like, bro, I'm a debut amateur and I'm 20 pounds out right now. I got to be there tonight on weight and fight tonight. Like there's no, like that was the kind of offers I was getting. Like it was like, ridiculous impossible impossible. yeah like they wanted to be at me to be at 170 pounds in like less than 24 hours you don't take half your purse you still made two grand on some bullshit yeah but then but then that goes again that's on my pro record forever ah true you know so and i was like with boxing you could probably talk me into it if they were like we'll give you five grand to be in salt lake city then the next week to fight this dude and lose basically because that's what they do oh yeah um I might think about it. That's not a bad because I don't. Check, I don't really give a shit if I lose in boxing. Like I can go in there and make it look like a fight, make it look good, you know. But and then if he beats me, he beats me. If I win, I win. Cool. But if I don't, right. who cares, you know? Um, but MMA is, you know, I, I care a little bit more, a little bit more about my record in that sport. Um, you know, boxing, boxing is totally different than MMA. You know, like you see these guys in boxing. I mean, there's guys that make pretty good money as as what they call journeyman pros in boxing. Where the jabronis, right? Yeah, you you just pad the record of good fighters. Oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you, you get paid to get a fat paycheck. Yeah, it's like getting paid to get the shit beat out of you. Yeah, they'll be like, we need you in 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 another city at the end of the week, and we'll give you four grand, but you're fighting this twelve and zero world beater, and they do it, and they know they what they want is they want people that are good enough that look like. They're professional fighters, but not so good that they run a risk of their world beater, like losing. I wonder how many times that's happened, though. Every professional fighter in boxing has at least fifteen of those wins on. No, I want to know how many times they lose. It does happen. Yeah, I'm sure it does happen. Yeah, it happens for sure. Because you have a lot of these guys that turn into journeyman pros that were good enough that they could have possibly been something like somewhat special. But they took too many of those German pro fights against these world beaters, and now they got a bunch of losses on their record. There was a fighter here in town, actually. That was him. Who that? Um, no, he's I, dead now. Oh, oh. Shannon Miller. I'll go ahead and say he's dead. Or Shannon. Uh, Shannon is not Miller. A couple um, years back, yeah. Oliver's son. Yeah, Oliver Miller's son. He's dead. Yeah, he died of a heart attack a couple years ago. 
dude. Yeah, dude, you didn't know that? No. 